Hello, I am Robert Hurden and welcome to the very first edition of the Voice of Westcourt podcast, comprising of in-depth interviews, competitions, rant of the day and music. Under the green skibbering banner, the CCAS project was officially launched on 26th of September at Myroswood House in Lepp. To tell us more about this project, I am joined by two of its directors, Anna Espina and Trish Lavelle. So welcome, pair of you. Firstly, how, when and why did Green Skibbering come about? Uh, so I think you have to go back to November uh, 2019, pre-Covid, and, um, and a, a couple of our directors uh, organised a public meeting in Skibbering at the West Cork Hotel, uh, and it was packed. There was, you know, standing room only on the night, and the whole idea of the meeting was, how are we going to go after the carbon? How are we going to make West Cork low carbon or zero carbon? How are we going to get the community to work together to achieve this? Uh, and it was, uh, it was a, a really excellent meeting um, with some of the people who supply solar, some of the people who supply grants for people to retrofit their homes. Um, and some good speakers and at the end of it I think we all felt enthused and that this is something we need to get a handle on because climate change is real um, it is a threat but if we act as a community um, I think what we feel at Green Scabrine is we're far from powerless and it's very easy to concentrate on what's happening at the major conferences um, you know, uh, where you have intergovernmental agreements on climate action. But in reality, there is a lot we can do very close to home in our own communities um, to change things and to prepare for the changes that will come. Uh, so a few of us got together after the meeting and Green Skibbereen was born uh, in February 2020. Um, we're a not-for-profit. Um, we are a company limited by guarantee. Um, there's five directors um, and we all bring different sort of talents and experiences to the table. Um, but it's a good team and we complement each other, I think. And, uh, and we have sort of achieved a lot despite COVID um, uh, over, the last, over the last two years. So what is CCAS and how exactly does that fit in with the Green Skibbereen programme? Well, CCAS is Green Skibbereen's uh, main project uh, that we're currently undertaking and CCAS itself stands for Centre of Excellence for Climate Action and Sustainability. This project is located in Myroswood House in Lepp and it's Green Skibbereen's um, main project that which attempts to take practical steps to address um, climate change in the local area. And this was an idea that came up in some early board meetings that we had with Green Skibbereen. Um, one of our directors was already working um, at my Rosswood house through a project, a European project called Energy Pathfinder. And um, he became aware of the of the building and the fact that the missionaries who owned it were looking for a new use for the building. Um, and the, the Energy Pathfinder project itself was looking at how to retrofit Myroswood House to near, near zero energy standards. 
Um, so those ideas had already kind of been been explored quite a lot. And um, Jose, who's, who's the director that was involved with the project, he uh, came to Green Skibbereen and said, you know, what, what about exploring the, the possibility of using my Westwood house as a base for Green Skibbereen and as a, as a project that we could develop further. So how did you secure Myros Woodhouse and how long do you have the lease for? Uh, so, um, I mean, we, we were in discussion with the missionaries uh, for oh, no, probably a, a year um, and they, they were good, they were constructive discussions about how it would work um, you know, who's responsible for what, etc. I think the positive thing is the missionaries are very supportive of the work we're doing, and I think that was a good starting point for us. Um, so we have a five-year licence to occupy Maris Woodhouse and run it as a, a Centre for Climate Action and Sustainability. Um, we got in uh, just at the beginning of August this year, so um, we we... We are still, I think, getting to grips with the building, but um, it's it's going pretty well. What are your goals? Because as I understand, they have been set out on a four-phase programme. Yeah. Um, Well, the the goals as far as CCAS uh, is concerned, uh, there's a phased approach. There are four phases to this work because if anyone... If anyone listening knows Myros Woodhouse, they'll know it's a huge building and a huge site. You couldn't do all the work that needs doing here in, 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 in one fell swoop. It's got to be a phased approach. So we're in the first phase now. We are establishing ourselves here. Um, we're starting to organise events. We're starting to generate small uh, but very useful amounts of revenue um, and um, we're establishing the systems to run the place properly. Um, so that's what's happening right now. We're in that phase, but we are already moving into the second phase. And the second phase is to start to um, balance environmental initiatives um, with re- revenue generation as, as we take this forward. So really looking at building event spaces and wellness spaces, uh, looking at starting to have businesses using the space either for occasional use or renting uh, workspaces on a medium long-term basis. And again, that's already starting to happen organically, which is brilliant. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and, and we're also, of course, looking at how we can start to introduce sustainable practices into the building as much as possible it's an old building it's got all the problems that any old building has but magnified so um, we are going to be looking at renewables coming in uh, using sustainable products um, trying to be zero waste as far as possible so all of these things are going to be in the second stage Um, the third stage is, stage is, I think, when we're going to really, really look at maximising the use of the whole building and, of course, the grounds as well. That's another resource for us to call on 35 acres of woodland and parkland and walled garden, you know, huge amounts to do there. So there'll be projects running along in the third phase around the building and improving the building, making it more efficient, um, you know, uh, having good IT infrastructure, 
but also making sure that we have got um, a producing garden, a productive garden uh, that will hopefully be feeding people in a cafe or restaurant in the building. So these are the things that will happen in that third phase. Um, and the fourth phase is sort of, you know, towards the end of our five year uh, plan. And that is very much looking at it being a very self-sustaining space, it being an incredibly lively space uh, full of local community activities, a draw for people from all over the country and beyond who want to come and look at what a sustainable community can do. Um, so it's very exciting and we're at the beginning, um, but we have, a, we have a, a very detailed plan. And if people want to know more about that, uh, we had two feasibility studies carried out for us to help us with our planning. And they're available on the CCAS website. Uh, that's uh, ccas.ie. Um, and the Green Skibbereen website, greenskibbereen.ie. Uh, so take a look. Now, it all sounds very exciting and very magnificent. So where's the funding coming from? Is there funding? Or, or is it a case of you just take one idea at a time and, and, and roll that out? Okay, um, so... Um, the funding um, is going to be a, a sort of, it's going to be a mixed economy. We are going to have to generate revenue. We're going to have to get this place to pay for itself through generating revenue uh, through um, Airbnb. We offer a number of rooms here. There are a lot of bedrooms in the place because it was a former retreat house. Um, so that's ongoing. We're generating some funding from that. Uh, we charge uh, for use of rooms and spaces, so again that will be generating some funding and we're also, um, we organise events such as our zero waste uh, markets, monthly markets, which again will generate, you know, you know, small but useful amounts of funding. The second part of our funding is looking at public sources. Um, most of us in, of the directors have experience of bidding for project funding and so that's ongoing we're looking at european funding national funding and local funding and we are sticking in bids for, for all sorts of things including some very large uh, multinational bids uh, for significant uh, european funding to support our work and, and and the third part of funding for us really is going to be through donations and supporter schemes and we have recently launched our supporter scheme where people uh, for a, a fairly modest amount um, can be, give us a regular donation, um, keep in touch with us, volunteer with us and be part of what we're doing here. So again all the information on donating and on becoming a supporter or a volunteer is all on our websites. All on the ccast.ie and the green skipperine absolutely yes yeah um if i could just add to that we also have um a west cork leader funding application uh in currently which is looking to um redevelop a, a small section of the building um with a variety of different um facilities such as um it uh, infrastructure and renewable energy so we're really uh, hopeful that that's going to be successful and if it is then we'll be um getting to work on that in the early part of next year. 
you did get funding from LIDA for a feasibility study. Is, is that ongoing or has that been concluded? That's been concluded. We have our two feasibility studies. They're, they're available to view and they've really helped sort of set the course for us now. So um, really useful and great support from LIDA for that. You mentioned about creating your own revenue, which obviously is a very important part of the, the, the project. Um, so how will you be creating that? I will you be running courses? Um, plus, if so, how can people get involved? Um, although we haven't um, started delivering any training yet, that certainly is a big part of our plan for CCAS. Um, we want CCAS to be a centre for research, development and training, um, particularly in uh, areas such as renewable energy, um, sustainable agriculture and um, even uh, sustainable uh, art and creativity. Those are all areas that we're really interested in developing further. Um, we'll be working with um, third party uh, uh, institutions and training providers to deliver the, that kind of training and um, something that we're really excited to roll out next year. That's kind of bringing in guest speakers and guest tutors exactly. depending on the course or the programme that, that, yeah. that you're intending to run. If people want to come and stay, you mentioned that, that you are going to be running an Airbnb and that you have bedrooms here. Is that a service that they can currently avail of? And again, if so, how do they go about finding about bookings? Yeah, that's, um, it, you know, it's uh, we've been running that almost from the week we moved in. We sort of got that up and running as quickly as possible. So uh, the details are all available on our websites, ccas.ie um, and greenskibberine.ie. Uh, but they also, we'd, we'd urge people, if you want to keep in touch, sign up for our regular email updates. They go out every two or three weeks and they're full of information. And they would have information like how you book your Airbnb. All the links would be in there. Um, but they're also on our website, on our Facebook group, Instagram, Twitter, etc. So, um, if anyone takes a look, they can they can find out. Um, and we're also going to increasingly, you know, Airbnb is one way of letting rooms. But actually, uh, what Anna was saying about having uh, events and training courses, I think that will be another part of, of the offer is we'll say, come along and do your course. And by the way, you can also book a couple of nights at a reasonable cost uh, in the heart of fabulous West Cork, you know. Um, so well, that's definitely in your favour, isn't it? The location. Yeah, oh. it's a fantastic location. Not. Beautiful views. Yeah. Amazing setting. Walking distance to the pub. Yeah. Um, we're hoping we are actually on the on the bus route, but um, we're hoping that in future, you know, we'll have more options for sustainable transport to get here. Um, also, just to mention, we do actually have um, a mushroom foraging day coming up on the 2nd of November and we're offering um, uh, accommodation alongside that if people want to come and stay with us um, and take part in that. Yeah, because I, I, I've noticed on your Instagram pages uh, that there's a Halloween event happening and, and the potential of a Christmas fair happening. And like you say, you have the zero waste market. So there are all these other little individual mm. projects that are both, I guess, A, involving the community, but B, generating some kind of income. Yeah, I think that's the thing. We, we are a not-for-profit. Uh, the directors are all volunteers. Um, we have a really small team, housekeeping team, fabulous housekeeping team, 
who help us keep the place um, running and neat and tidy. But, um, you know, we've got to generate that income. But my view is that if someone comes to a zero waste market and finds out something about how you reduce your food waste or um, sees a stallholder who is selling a really sustainable product like, uh, you know, um, uh, sustainable period products, um, then I think that there's an education role too. So we see those things as being, yeah, they generate some interest and some activity, a little bit of income, but they're also generating awareness and ideas about uh, what we're doing. And that's I mean, the do you informal feel sort of education. Kind of so far that people have welcomed you warmly? Absolutely. We've had a wonderful reception um, from the local community. We had our, our public launch on the 27th of September. <laughs> and um, yeah, we had a really great turnout. Um, we had some workshops in the morning about uh, retrofitting and biodiversity, and they were really well attended. And we got loads of um, brilliant suggestions from the community about projects that we could develop and take forward. In fact, I think every week we get another email from somebody with a proposal or an idea that they want to discuss with us. So it's really encouraging and um, it's definitely helped to fuel our um, enthusiasm and resolve for the whole project. And, and if I'm right, I'm thinking some of those webinars and workshops are available through your website again, is it? So if people miss them on the day? Yeah, day. yeah. Most, most of the workshops we have run are available. Um, and have you know have been streamed and are available as streams yeah so if people do want to join or subscribe or donate i know you touched on it a little bit there earlier um to the organization how do they go about it um visit the website uh is uh one way um contact us via social media is another way uh arrange to come in and see us we have lots of people just pop in occasionally and some people just turn up and we have a good chat with them and others make an appointment and uh, come in but we want to hear from people I mean the amount of ideas that people have had it just shows we have this great creative imaginative resourceful population in West Cork For sure we really really do mm -hmm. and and what is wonderful, as, as Anna said, you know, people are coming with these ideas. We're only limited really by the hours in the day and the resources that we have. Um, but uh, I'd love to take up every one of them, but um, we, we, we have to just sort of concentrate on the priorities at the moment. Um, but for instance, you know, on biodiversity, we're doing work around restoring the woodland um, and, uh, and, and, we're gathering together people with huge expertise, knowledge, experience, and they're coming together, volunteering, generously giving us their time and expertise. And it really, it's really very inspiring. Is, is that because you think they can see just by standing here, the potential that this place, this project, yes, this 100%. space has? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That is exactly what people see when they, they realize when you see it on a piece of paper or a website, you sort of get an idea. But I think you yourself were here and you went, oh my goodness, the place is huge. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's that feeling. And then when you take them through the grounds, it's a, another thing again, you yeah. know. And so you can see the ideas starting to formulate. And then when you look at the whole surround, 
it's a ripple effect, isn't it? It's just and, and I think, you know, I think we all feel, um, all the Greenskill Green board members feel that this is something that was actually really lacking in West Cork because there's so many people here who are really passionate about the environment and really passionate about sustainability. And we're all, you know, I know you yourself have done a lot of volunteering and we're all part of these different groups who are trying to improve things for the better. But it can be very frustrating um, to feel like you're not really making uh, as much change as you'd like to be making in that kind of positive direction. And this, we see CCAS as a, as a focal point, as an opportunity for all of those energies. And it's amazing how we've really just been kind of magnetizing all these different people from the local community who have that drive and have those ideas and really want to see it, see them manifested. And they're all kind of coming forward now and we, we feel very um, excited. So if it's a case that a group that. is coming from say Alahees or Bandon, or sure, let's say even Galway or Clare, and say, look, we love what you're doing here. Is there any advice or help or information you can give to us? Are you happy to share that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the lessons we're learning and the experiences we're having will help other communities too because every community is going to be impacted by climate change, particularly if you, we're, it's a community on the edge, as we are. We are on the edge of Europe, on the edge of Ireland, you know, with the Atlantic Ocean weather system coming straight at us and rural and coastal communities are going to be hit severely and we have to work together and uh, so if there's someone in Donegal if there's someone in Clare if there's someone in Galway we yeah absolutely and also we want to learn from them exactly uh, we don't have all yeah. the answers yeah. you know exactly. yeah that's something I was going to say it's, as well is that you know we're not setting ourselves up here to be experts in sustainability yeah. because we're not um, we're just kind of normal people, I guess, who are who are excited and interested and, you know, passionate about these ideas. And we're kind of crowdsourcing our knowledge as well. We're, we're, we know that there's a lot of experts and a lot of really um, seriously uh, knowledgeable people in the area. And we just like to invite them to approach us and, and get involved with CCAS. OK, so finally, is there anything else that you would like to add about either Green Skibbereen or the CCAS program in terms of courses, projects, services or long and short term goals? I think the only other thing that I think we should add, um, and I'm sure Anna will come in on this too, uh, because you've been doing quite a bit of work on this, is um, we're also heavily involved in helping communities set up as sustainable energy communities. So this sort of it comes out of CCAS, but it's something that will happen in, in the communities around West Cork, where they start to generate uh, ideas and understanding and awareness of what a community can do to be more sustainable, um, to, to lower carbon, um, to, um, to retrofit homes. So I know Anna's already been working in Skibbereen on that, and probably you're in a good position to talk about it. Yeah, um, I've been um, involved with the Sustainable Skibbereen SEC, um, so we've been developing um, some ideas uh, jointly between Sustainable Skibbereen and Green Skibbereen, and um, we've actually pretty much finished now our um, application for an Energy Master Plan grant, which we're going to be submitting to SEAI in the next couple of weeks. Um, and 
we should, you know, if we're successful, which we we hopefully we will be, um, that means we be we would be in receipt of um, fifteen thousand euros to pay a consultant to put together a really comprehensive plan, um, and we've got a very very ambitious proposal, um, which um, uh, some of the members of Sustainable Skivarine have have uh, worked really really hard on putting together, and it's really exciting. It's actually um, a proposal for Skivarine to become uh, Ireland's first zero energy town. So um, we're really excited about and, and that. And again, if, if that is something that is successful, is that something that could then be used as a blueprint? Absolutely. I mean, a, another part of the plan is to establish another uh, sustainable energy community in this area, in mm-hmm. the sort of Castle Haven area. So that would be the, the next stage of the plan. But also, um, we've had a lot of members of the local community express their frustration with... Uh, how difficult it is to find information around retrofitting their own houses and um, grants that might be available to them. So in response to that, we've decided, uh, we've started planning a bit of a kind of energy retrofitting expo for next year, um, which will, I guess, take the form of a kind of a trade fair with various different um, sort of providers of uh, renewable energy technologies and people who are experts on applying for grants uh, for those kinds of things and we're going to bring all of that together um, in in a big public event which uh, we're really excited to uh, invite everybody to next year. Which you will run here is it? Yes we don't we don't have a date for that yet but if you sign up to the mailing list we'll be sure to let you know as soon as we. I I guess really that's that's the one sure way of people keeping in touch isn't it is to subscribe to the mailing list because then they automatically get the information and I, I think because I think the the other thing that we didn't mention which is worth a mention is um, that as we start to retrofit this building and install renewables and measures to increase efficiency um, this will be a demonstration site so people coming here can go well how have you how are you using you know um, heat exchange and solar and and so how's that helping and what lighting is the best well, how's the best way of doing lighting in a large building if um if you want to reduce your energy costs um and you know how can we use rainwater harvesting and so what we want is ideally people to be coming here over the next few years as things develop and actually being able to look at it and how much energy have you saved and how much money have you saved and we're able to sort of demonstrate and show this people can make informed choices then and that's what we're here for to help people and communities really make an informed choice uh, about what they want to do okay lovely i mean again i i came on the open day and i was pleasantly blown away by the amount of short-term medium-term and long-term projects that you've got and, and the the diversity from the buildings and, and making them like you say more uh, eco-friendly to the biodiversity plants to the regeneration of the woodlands to the opening up of that lovely walled garden oh yeah um so i guess really again repeat that if anybody wants to find out more about you it is to log on to the ccast.ie website or the green website and if they can't find what they're looking for there they can just email you or contact you and you presumably would be more than happy to talk back to them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, so I just want to uh, thank you, Trish and Anna, for giving me your time here today and uh, just to wish the whole of the group uh, the very best of luck in the future.
Thank you very much. Thank you. Again, if you would like to find out more about this project, you can log on to either ccast.ie or greenskibberine.ie. Competition time! If you would like to win one free day of audio recording and editing, answer this simple question. How many phases are there in the CCAST project? One, two, three or four? To answer, log on to www.westcourtcommunity.ie forward slash contact us forward slash competitions. The winner will be contacted directly, so make sure you include your details. And now, rant of the day. This time, brought to you by my beautiful daughter Phoebe, who had this to say. I want to complain about the amount of dog fouling on our streets. So to all the dog owners, when out and about, please scoop that poop. If you agree with Phoebe, then simply let your local council, councillor and or TD know and see if we can get something done about this. Because if you don't speak up, nothing is ever going to change. Finally, and to end the show, I'm going to play you out with a song written and performed by two good friends of mine, Alex McIntyre and Colin Grant, who go by the name of Pond. This is Anybody Else Like Me.
This was a westcorkcommunity.ie production. For more information, log on to westcorkcommunity.ie. Thank you for listening.